0: What's going on, Mikey B, man? You know, I'm over here, uh, just got to to the podcast, man. Beautiful job, man. So I'm properly um, Tone my voice, uh, I need to speak up more loudly. I'm doing a doing uh, over the sea, broadcasting over the sea uh, podcast. Uh, but so far, I thought it's a splendid, man. Um, splendid one, I like it. Keep it up, man. Good job. What's going on, everyone? It's yours truly, back at it again. Now today was supposed to initially be another you know, recording from a previous episode that I had planned out, but unfortunately the gentleman that you just heard, Andrew Paul Smith, I hate to put your government name out there. Hopefully no one tries to go in on your social security information. All of um I was supposed to have Andy B, aka Mr. Smith out here and Mr. Bennett, but unfortunately, Mr. Smith pulled a cheddar bob on me, so i wasn't able to do that initial podcast that i had planned out i had it was a uh it was an interesting show but i mean i probably will still be able to put it out with them because the draft is supposed to still be next week since the nfl is accordingly planning to you know have the draft through the internet which would be groundbreaking but as it is this is my mock draft it's not gonna take me too long to get through. We're probably looking between thirty to forty minutes, kind of deep dive in between each team and why I selected these guys. Mind you, I'm not doing a draft that's gonna be based around the premise of oh, well, this team might trade down, they might trade up. That's 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 doing too much. This alone took me like a few hours just to get through because I really had to assess and put my you know my GM hat on and think, all right, what makes the most sense for each and every team. So with that being said, let's get into it. All right. So first and foremost, as I said previously, just to clarify, I'm picking these guys off of not the media because there's some dudes I looked at their tape and I kind of wasn't that thrilled looking back at it. Pause. But at the same time, some of these dudes are a little overrated. Some dudes are underrated. But I think the players make sense. But as as everyone knows, you're never going to get him. Well, I take that back. I think someone has gotten a mock draft correctly. But at the same time, some guys, they might trade him. They might trade down. So we're just going off the premise, as I said. Nobody trades up, trades down. Everyone stays put with these selections. Although I do think some teams have the possibility to trade up. Potentially Miami. Potentially Minnesota with those two uh, picks, you know, within three selections of each other in the in the 20s. So, and obviously the Raiders could trade up if they wanted to, although I don't think that happened. But I mean, there still is that hole from Khalil Mack. Although they did get good protection from Max, they got excuse me, they had good production from Max Crosby last year with ten sacks. But all my boys that's listening to this podcast, I'm against y'all teams and where I, you know, a, a valuable assessment and whatnot. I practically know at least. Five to ten dudes of different NFL teams. So, yeah, I'm going to get into it. So, obviously, the first overall selection. I do think the Bengals could trade out of this, but I don't think they're going to jack this up. Because if they don't end up taking Joe Burrows, I mean, people are going to start boycotting their franchise. But with that being said, I think the Cincinnati Bengals are going to take Joe Burrows. I mean, it just makes so much sense. Bring back A.J. Green. Try to get him another playmaker. You could in the second round. If not, I would go definitely go O line. You want to definitely protect him. Maybe even get another running back to help. You know, Tyler Eifert. Ever since that whole Pro Bowl situation, whether he hears this or not, I knew the man was done initially, which is unfortunate. But that's just how things work out. So we're moving on. Number two overall. I chose Chase Young. He's the best player available, and I know most people they have their issues with picking the best player available to who they should draft. Now, you could make the case at two that they could select Jeff Okuda or they could select Isaiah Simmons. I wouldn't be mad at neither. Josh Norman as any everyone knew this is gonna happen from that pretty much from that first game he played on uh Monday night versus the Steelers. The first season he signed in um the first season he signed with the Redskins when they played Pittsburgh, I knew he wasn't gonna last there that longer. The fact that he wasn't guarding Antonio Brown and, and traveling with him, it wasn't a be- it wasn't a good sign. Seeing how previously last the previous year he was the top corner in the NFL. Bar none. So I wouldn't be bad at Jeff Fikuda at 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 two. But I think they're gonna draft Chase Young. I think most teams have Chase Young at the top of the draft board. So I think Chase Young goes number two. At number three um, Ohio Ohio State goes a clean sweep. <laughs> so at number three, we're gonna have Jeff Okuda. You know Darius Slay. Obviously, he just got let go. Well, you just got dealt, really. So I think it makes sense for them to go ahead and add Buddy right there, solidify that spot. It would have been dope to see Slay and Okuda. Kind of, it kind of makes me wonder why, uh, Maddie. Not my daughter, but Manny Patricia. Why he decided to do that? It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of hidden agendas and a lot of egos within the NFL guys. Stay woke. Moving on to number four. This is interesting selection because on the perception things of it for the Giants. You know, by the way, on the perception side of it, it's like okay, well, they have their franchise QB, quote unquote. They got their franchise running back. Could they draft a receiver at this point? I wouldn't be mad if they drafted Jerry, Judy, or CeeDee Lamb at four. I know some people may say that's really high, but look, it's a reason why people do redrafts the season after. That's why people do redrafts, because they know they were going to mess up, and you can't stop someone from messing up. I wouldn't be mad drafting Judy at four, man. I'll be honest with y'all, I really wouldn't. I'm that high on him. I think he's, he's my number one receiver going into this draft. The route running is superb. You know, he wouldn't have to face too many doubles. I mean, they're going to stack that box for his, for his freaking Saquon. So, I want to be mad at Judy at four, but I think they're going to end up taking Simmons. They need someone on defense. To, they, don't have, they don't have someone that identifies their defense. Like, when you go to someone randomly and say, hey, do you know anybody on the Giants' defense? Oh, yeah, that freaking tall guy that's faster than most of the players in the field. Yeah, Isaiah Simmons, yeah. Best athlete in the draft, period. Number five, I kind of went back and forth with this one. Only because, me personally, I think Miami should just go in and they should just draft and build their team the proper way. And either go in on Trevor Lawrence or either go in on... Justin Fields next year. Me personally, and I got it. Was tempted to have uh, the Bengals take Chase Young at one, but then that would that would have caused too much of a mess. So yeah, the the, the Dolphins. I got them taking two Tagovailoa. Tagovailoa. That's how you know, I'm not Polynesian. So I think Josh Rosen. He's getting the. He's he's getting the. He's, man, he goes from 10th overall. He's still getting paid that contract, by the way. But he's going from 10th overall to a journey, man. It's crazy how things go, man. But, you know, that's what happens when you leave school early sometimes, guys. You, you know, you think things are going to end up great, and they don't. So, I think the Dolphins are going to take Tua. Me, personally, like I said, I wouldn't mind them passing up on this and, you know, Hey, Jerry Judy again. Jerry Judy or CD Lamb. Stock up those stock up those skill players and and perhaps you get your quarterback next season. This is, I'll see you guys. That's it. So moving on to number six. LA Chargers. They're an interesting situation. I think they should go up to Cam Newton because if they did, I think they'd be able to push the Chiefs next season. Because Cam camp still can. He's going to be able to win games just off the strength of being Cam Newton. And I do apologize if you do hear that sound in the background. Um, It's it's quarantine season, unfortunately. And I'm trying to record in the most least place that has much sound. And this is kind of starting to annoy me. So I think I may have to end up switching locations. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna pause the podcast real quick, guys. sorry, but I apologize about that. We're gonna pause it real quick. We're gonna pause it. Alright guys, I'm back. After much uh after much grief and beef with some inconsiderate, you know what's I'm sure you can hear my girl in the background uh badgering cram. Doing the most man. Anyways, so at six I had the chargers. They're just gonna select Justin Hubert. Justin Herbert, Hubert Herbert. Sometimes when you're in league, man, fans are going to give you grief. And unfortunately, this is out of no disrespect. You got to earn your last name, too, because I know a lot of people are going to confuse the last name to a degree. So that being said, I think the Chargers are going to select him. Like I said um, before, I had cut off the podcast initially. I think it makes more sense to go after Cam Newton. He's an MVP. Let me say that two times. He's a former MVP. I don't think he was once what he was. He may have lost a step. The arm, I still think, is still there. You got to keep in mind, guys. When you're a quarterback, your arm does get stronger over time because you're still growing into your body as a grown man. I do think he has filled out all the way in terms, of, you know, just being a, a man. So his arm is is I think his arm is fine. The ankle, that was a setback. That was on the uh, or, the Carolina Panthers organization. And that was also as Cam as a player that just wants to get on the field. So that was a marriage that, you know, ultimately Met its end in that divorce. But I think Cam would make the most sense. I think, I think, honestly, I think the Panthers could <laughs> I hear I hear calling the freaking Chargers, the Panthers. I think the I think the Chargers could push for. I think they could push for a 10-win season next year. If they were to get Cam. But if they get Herbert, uh they might they might as well just let Buddy Tyrod Taylor just watch the season, sit Herbert till about week ten, I guess put him in and go from there. And me personally, if I didn't make this, you know, obviously any previous podcast or any of my buddies or my my um my colleagues or anything, my peers that are listening. I'm a big proponent on guys sitting a year at least. Even if you drop the first round, I know it's a little hard because then it's like how can you really push that narrative? And push that message to a, a fan base. But I mean history shows if you set a guy down, he more times than none, he's gonna turn off pretty good. So with that being said, I think that they should draft Herbert, you know, let Tyrod stink it up or let Ty, let let Tyrod even perhaps even turn to the next Drew Brees. It, Philip Rivers has went through it. Maybe lightning strikes in the bottle twice. Who knows? Moving on to number seven, and with that selection is none other than the Carolina Panthers. Shout out to my boy, Andy B, man. Um, I did did homework on this one. I did my homework on this one. Now, you guys could theoretically draft another receiver. I think you guys could go either between Judy or CeeDee Lamb, but at the same time, seeing how you guys side Teddy Teddy Bridgewater for up to a three-year deal. Shout out to my boy Teddy B, by the way. I think you guys need to draft an old lineman. I wanted to put C.J. Henderson at that selection because obviously being in that division, you're going to be going up against Julio. You're going to be going up against Calvin. You're going to be going up against Michael Thomas. You're going to be going up against Mike Evans. You're going to be going up against Chris Godwin. You need corners. You need guys that can cover. So, seeing how, I don't know if you remember, I told you this. When you guys let go of, uh, what's his name? When you guys, let, like, I believe his name's Andrew Nora, when you guys didn't resign him. And this was, I think, this was get him second last year. Once he did that move, like, yeah. It's 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 over. Because if you don't pay your lineman, what do you expect is gonna happen? You can only get by with mediocre lineman for so long. So at seven, I think you guys are gonna take Jidrick Willis. I'm not mad if they take CJ Henderson, but at the same time, I'd rather go with the lineman if he's a bust than with the corner if he's a bust. Um typically you see corners, you know, become journeymen, bounce back, have have good careers. Then you will see a lineman like usually when linemen flame out, they flame out pretty hard. But I think Jedrick Willis makes the most sense. Excuse me, Jedrick Wills. I don't want to keep saying Willis. Jedrick Wills, offensive tackle from Alabama. Usually I'm not too high on guys from Alabama, especially on the old line. But just watching him, he has he has good awareness. Out of the offensive tackles in this group, I like him the most in pass blocking, run blocking. He's 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 30. He's not he's not gonna be super dominant. He's gonna do his job of pass blocking, I think, is where he really he ha- he he gets his he gets his uh he gets his meat and potatoes. Leave it at that. Moving on to number eight, the Arizona Cardinals. Now, once again, they could go in the direction to get another talented receiver because if you think about it, let's say let's say they picked Henry Ruggs here, right? I wouldn't be mad at that. I know they have Christian Kirk. You know, Kirk's probably going to still be on the outside. Him and all all three of their guys are going to be able to rotate in and out different positions, and especially on the slot. So that's going to be dangerous. But, I mean, Larry, he's probably got two more years in him. Maybe maybe next year is this last year. But I think Larry has at least two more years in him. At some point. You lose a receiver, pick up a receiver, but at the same time, nah, uh, I, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew. I forgot about some guys. I know they drafted the fast kid, uh, Andy Isabella, and they drafted uh, Hakeem Butler, the big body receiver. So actually, they're they're set at receiver. So I'm kind of glad I didn't peg um I didn't pick Buddy here at um I'm kind of glad I didn't peg Buddy here at um at eight. I'm going with Andrew Thomas. Offensive lineman from Georgia. Now, a lot of people are having him ranked as the fourth O-lineman. But when I watch the tape on him compared to Tristan Wirfs and uh, what's Big Body's name? Makai Beckton, He's more agile. Um, Wirfs, I think, should move inside the guard. Because he kind of struggles against speed, guys. And if we're looking at this... He would be hypothetically going up against Clowney if he returns. Damn, he'd be going up against either Bowser or D Ford. And then possibly sometimes Aaron Donald. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to move you to guard, buddy. Yeah, so um, with this selection, I have Andrew Thomas from Georgia. He's a mean. He's This guy's mean. I've seen him make some blocks. And in my head, I'm like, I don't want him on the Minnesota Vikings. That guy's a mean kid, yeah. So yeah, we're going Andrew Thomas, O Lineman. I'm pretty high on him. If he flames out, I, I can live with it. But his tape coming out from college, dude's pretty solid. And it helps when you have guys that are leading the way for established rushers. You know. DeAndre Swift, he's a swift he's a swift guy. I see why he you know he has the name Swift, hence. But I like I'm high on Andrew Thomas more than other guys. To me, he's the second offensive tackle in this group. But moving on at number nine and the ever so lasting, ever so cursed Jacksonville Jaguars. They're once Saxonville. They had their window and they blew it. They've they've they're gutted. Yannick and he wants out of there. There's no other pass rusher worth taking at this selection. Um they already have Josh Allen. Man, just looking back, if they would have just kept that group together, then they would just had Josh Allen too. Oh, man. Tom Coughlin messed up a good thing, but we're not going to get into that right now. So for all the Jags listeners that are listening to this podcast in the world, in the neighborhood, wherever, I think at nine, you guys are going to take CJ Henderson because obviously seeing their gutted everything, and their receivers are fine. I don't think the problem is receiving. Minshew showed last year. Their problem is not really the receivers. I don't think Tristan Wirfs would be good right here. I mean, you could pick him, but I mean, they paid. They paid. They've been paying their guys from that old line. So I, don't, I don't think old line were really the issue, man. I know. I know. Fournette didn't really have the best year last year compared to his rookie season. So we're gonna go cornerback. I think they're gonna take C.J. Anderson, the cornerback out of Florida. They don't have Boye or Ramsey. You need somebody to cover. T.Y. Hilton. Wolf, Fuller, to an extent. Kenny Stills, perhaps. All veteran receivers, by the way. A.J. Brown wasn't too bad last year either. Or was Corey Davis. So, you're going to need somebody that's going to be able to stick him, man. He's um he's much faster than I thought. He ran four three nine, so he's got the speed. He's he's a bigger corner, he's about six foot, two oh five, six one. He's in that range, so he's got the measurables. Let's we'll see what he does. Moving on to number ten. I kind of struggle with this one. Um But I do think this one's a little more obvious for the Cleveland Browns. I think they're gonna go after Tristan Worse. Like I said previously, I'm not that how Tristan wears, but I do think that he, if you kick him in the guard, I think that'd probably be the better spot for him long term in his his future. Baker Mayfield, he's he's seeing ghosts right now. Everyone they mama they knows that his his awareness is kind of down, so you kind of might just need to run the ball more. You know, you can always beef with that line, man. Get the, get the most out of Nick Chubb while you can. Do I think Odell's gonna be there after this season? No. I'm surprised he didn't get traded yet. But looking at the whole situation, I mean they got to two corners. D line, I don't think really the issue. You know, Miles Garrett's coming back after the you know suspension being lifted. The linebacking quarters, eh, It's cool. But I don't think no one's worth getting picked this high. So I think he got to go lineman, man. Go with the old lineman. Continue to solidify the line, kick that boy down in guard man. I think I think at guard he'll be fine. You'll he's gonna struggle against the league guys, don't get me wrong. But as I said previously, watching him on tape against the speedy guys. He, you know, on stunts, that's where his area of concern is still still to continue to get better as a football player. So I got him at ten to the Browns. Moving on. And as this uh inconsiderate playing Going to LAX, seeing how who's really flying right now. Sorry, folks. I live in Englewood. So, moving on. At number 11, the New York Jets. This one's obvious as day. They need a pass catcher, obviously, seeing how Robbie Anderson left. We're going with the best receiver in the draft. We're going Jerry Judy. I was I was tempted to put CeeDee Lamb here because, really, CeeDee would be that physical guy. Decent route runner. um, drafted the catch guy also. I think CD might fare well for uh, Sam Darnold. But at the same time, I think Jerry Judy might be the guy. So i play put Jerry Judy at 11 for the Jets. Moving on to the Las Vegas Raiders. When I saw the the draft order, I was like, wait, Las Vegas? I'm like, there's no team in Las Vegas. I was like, hold on. There is. Las Vegas Raiders. Shout out to my boy, Troy Douglas, also. So, Troy, I think you guys are going Henry Ruggs. This is just, this is Al Davis um, written all over it. Rest in peace. God rest his soul, Al Davis. Fastest receiver in the draft. They're saying Tyreek Hill. Personally, I'm seeing more of the Santana Moss, more of the, the, what's Buzz Buddy's name? Um, Marquise Goodwin, excuse me, the Olympian Marquise Goodwin. I'm seeing more of those guys than I'm really seeing Tyreek Hill. And that's not to say that those guys aren't twitchy. Like, obviously, if you're an Olympian level type athlete or you're running, you know, sub four, three in the 40 as the, you know, as his predecessors, the ones I mentioned in terms of his comparison. Tyreek's different. For example, growing up out here, the best football player that I've seen, you know, especially my peer group was DeAnthony Thomas. Yeah, he was fast, he's running 4-4, 4-3. But he was twitchy. He had he had essentially soccer footwork. Like that's how twitchy he was. He had the footwork, he had the hips, everything. Then I saw Tyreek Hill. In college, he didn't he wasn't really he wasn't really, you know. Doing all the side-to-side stuff. He wasn't going crazy like that. But he was just super fast. And then once he got to the NFL, it was almost like a whole different dude. Tyreek, I think he's in the the class by himself. He's just twitchy. He's got side-to-side. He's got, you know, north-south. I think... I just think, personally, Ruggs is more so in, like, that Santana Moss... I think he's more I think he's more in that Santana Moss Marquise Goodwin. Like his north and south is definitely better than his east and west opposed to Tyreek. He's gonna be able to juke you, he's gonna be able to do some things and get off. But I'm not taking away from him as a prospect. I'm just saying obviously he's going obviously he's probably going to go top fifteen for sure, in comparison where Tyreek Tyreek would I think before Tyree got kicked off of Oklahoma State, he was going first round. They had him in their mock drafts. So yeah. So I got Henry Ruggs the third at 12. Great athlete. I don't know if y'all seen his um his uh his, his high school mixtape from Duncan. That dude. Whew! Explosive. Moving on to number 13, the San Francisco 49ers. They got this selection from the Indianapolis Colts. I think they're gonna go out to Cee Lamb. Seeing how they have that hole at receiver with amanda Sanders gone which I think is going to be a big loss. Even though Emmanuel's up there still, you know, he's two years removed from this Achilles. (sighs) Y'all ever got a good stretching, that good full body stretch, and you just kind of lock up? Your boy just went through that. But as I said previously, I think CeeDee Land makes the most sense, man. They need somebody at receiver for sure, man and i think these i think this receiving class for the most part are going to be able to offer a lot to these veterans i think so man so i don't need to get much more in depth with this pick it is what it is they they, they stacked their running back they got gk o-line pfft. o-line solid do i think joe staley needs a replacement yeah but i don't think i mean they can go Makai beckton and groom him but this these two first round picks they really have is, is luxury picks, even though they lost the force Buckner. These are still luxury picks. So, yeah, I think they're going to see the at 13. Moving on to Tampa Bay, Bamp- <laughs> the <Lamp-Layne> Buccaneers. <laughs> Moving on to number 14 the overall selection, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They don't need receivers. They don't need tight ends. Ronald Jones, I think I think this is the year. He was on my fancy team last year and I just felt like Peyton Barber was killing everything for my guy. But um obviously they they signed the GOAT, so you we don't really need a quarterback here. Although they could they could draft the stash. They could draft the stash. But then you'd have to be paying this young guy, you know, a fair amount of money just to, you know, be chilling on the pine for the next what two years, yeah. They could draft Jordan Love and stash him. They could. I wouldn't be mad at that. They could. They could draft and stash. Just say, hey, hey, you're sitting behind Tom Brady. Don't mess this up. You may have a long. T- you may have a long successful career. Because Jordan Love, man, well, Bruce Arians, Bruce Arians is another one of those guys that has a good resume of quarterbacks. But I'm gonna keep it simple. I think at fourteen, I think they're gonna take Derek Brown. Now Derek Brown, they have him top ten. They're comparing him to an Adama Su. I don't see neither. I think he is a first round talent, but he doesn't have that production and the consistency that I need to see within selecting someone that high. But I think at this point in the draft, you know, in the mid teens, uh, I think he could thrive. I mean, he's going to have those backers behind him. He's going to play next to Vita Vea. So you already know Vita's going to take on. He's taking. He's <laughs> Pause. He's he's eating He's eating everything up. Pause. Shout out, to, shout out to my Polynesian guy, Vita Vea. But he's he's taking on two guys at once. He's, he's clogging that up. So let Derrick Brown do his thing. Create havoc. I think that makes a lot of sense. JPP's coming back. Shaq Barrett? Yep, Shaq Bear was there, and I think they're running. I don't know if Tampa's running a forty-three or thirty-four. I could have sworn they're running the thirty. They might be running thirty-four. I me mean, I mean, either one. If Derek Brown, you know, if they're still running three-four next year, kick him, kick him at the five. Let him do his thing, man. I think he. I think he eat off of offensive tackles. He's. He kind of. He's. Like, and I, know it's, I know it's not fair because they come from the same alma mater, but he's giving me Nick Fairley vibes. Nick Fairley, at one point, even when he got to the NFL, was, like, solid. But he wasn't, like, he wasn't as good as the SEC had hyped him to be. SEC Network, let me put some clarification on that. He wasn't as hyped as, he wasn't as good as the hype. So, I like the pick. I think that, I think that D Brown... I think he's going to have a decent career, man. I think so. I think he. I think he's going to be able to have a lot of success because that defense quiet as kept. I was keeping them in a lot of games last year. So, expect big things from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, yeah. And by the way, shout out to Steven since I'm going to shoot him this podcast. Keep doing your thing. Now, moving on to number 15. This is a tough one because... Do you draft another big receiver? Do you go get T. Higgins? Because at this point, it's like, all right, you already have you already have Corlin Sutton, big body receiver. You got Noah Fent. You got Melvin Gordon. And you got uh, Phil Blinsey. So you got two Pro running backs. You got a potential Pro Bowl tight end. You got a potential Pro Bowl receiver. Now you're just missing someone on the other side. You could get T. Higgins. I like T. Higgins. I think he's solid. I like Jalen Rieger. I think he would fit in there perfectly. But I think they're going to go line since it sounds like they're really set on their guy, the quarterback. Although I think I think I think John might be off on this one when it's coming to uh, what's buddy's name? Hold on. I want to say he's from Missouri. And if I can't remember your name is QB, that means you're not real yet. Drew Locke, yeah. Drew Locke had a decent year last year. Let me see your stats, man. Seven tubs, three picks. It's not bad. It's not bad. We'll see how it goes, though. So I think they go right here. I think they're going to go Makai Beckton. If you believe in him as your QB, protect him. Make sure that man goes to sleep well at night. So I think they're going to get Makai Beckton, who I got ranked as. I got him ranked as tackle. We're going to rank this tackle for. So I think Makai Beckton makes the most sense. I know, um, I think his name's Garrett Bowles. Yeah, excuse me. I don't want to pronounce guy's name wrong, but I think Garrett Bowles didn't really pan out how he's supposed to when the Broncos initially sucked him in the first round a few years back, so hopefully this trend does not continue for them. But I think they're going to be Kai Beckton, an offensive tackle from Louisville. At 16, and shout out to my brother, Mr. Bennett, a.k.a. Nash E. B. I think at this point, I mean, I didn't really do this intentionally. I think everything's just working out for the way it's supposed to be. I think you guys are going to take taking edge rusher, Claibon Chaison from the University of You Know Where, aka DBU, aka LSU, you know, where they, where, they, where, they, where they spell everything, you know, in terms of last names and with you, period. So I think they're going to go with Clay He's um, He's raw. He's still raw. He only had six sacks last year, but the promise as an edge guy is is for sure there. He got got hot as the season went on. So obviously, you know, he's teachable, coachable, and he wants to learn. And I think this will definitely help him, man. Obviously, with the loss of Vic Beasley, you need someone on that other side, opposite Tack McKinley. I think this will be good for them. So yeah, I got Clavon Chase on they're good at receiver. Running back, they just signed Todd Gurley, so we know they're not going to go get DeAndre Swift, which will be dope to see two guys from the same university. Um, linebacker, you still, got, you still got Debo. There's not really a out pick at this point. Yeah, so Claymont Chase on at 16. Shout out to the Falcons. At 17, this one I was kind of a little... Uh, Seventeen, they can go a lot different with This I was gonna have Dallas take a receiver, but then I'm like, wait, I'm chirping. They have freaking uh, what's Buddy's name? Gallup. There you go. You guys have some crazy names on on the NFL. They have Michael Gallup, who I'm like, he's he, if he just would have stayed healthy. Before he um, went down I think it was with a hamstring injury last season And Not even speaking just fancy footballer Madden I think their season would end a little different I think him getting hurt was a Big setback Because last year you could tell Gallup and Prescott Were kind of trying to get on the same page But they quite couldn't But I think another season Worth of Gallup and Cooper And Prescott with Zeke I think will do them some service So at this point you know, everyone knows they're supposed to get Jamal Adams. Jerry Jones bombed on it because he didn't want to give up a third-round pick instead of a fourth-rounder. They would have been solidified for the next 10 years easily. So I think in this election, I think they know they need to get Xavier McKinney, the safety from Alabama, cover tight ends, cover deep deep safety. I mean, you guys to man. There's no more Jeff Heath, the legendary safety himself. There's no more Jeff Heath. So please, please, Jerry Jones, I know you don't want to pay Dak what he wants. Just go get a safety at least, man, please. Just go get a safety, man. Go get your first-round safety. For all my old heads, the last safety the Dallas Cowboys selected in the first round was none other than Roy Williams. And I'm not talking about the one that played receiver talking about the one that was a strong safety that was knocking dudes' heads off by way of the University of Oklahoma Sooners. So, I got them taking Xavier McKinney. I think that's the... That's the third, fourth guy off of Alabama. Whew, man. Alabama's putting these guys out. Moving on to 18, this is uh the Minka Fitzpatrick selection with the trade. Now... This is tough, because the fans in hindsight, they're not always gonna look at this and say, oh, well, this is so-and-so. This is from so-and-so, like, this is, you know, the pick we're getting from Minka. I knew Minka had the talent. I don't know what it was going on in Miami. They just, they might've just, you know, they kinda seemed like they just shut down on the coach initially, but they ended up playing good in the end, which is weird. But um, I think right here, I think Javon Kinlaw makes a lot of sense. You know, Devontae Parker, he's starting to come on, so you get another receiver, eh, could, uh, eh, they could. But I think they're going to go Javon Kinlaw. Get some out on the inside, man. At this point, you want to make sure that defense is dominant, especially if they don't go in the direction of getting Tua. Well, I don't think they will be getting Tua. For sure, get Javon Kinlaw, man. Gets mine in the gut. He's got some nice moves. He's aggressive. I still think he's more closer to being a raw prospect than a complete prospect. Hence why he's being picked closer to the twenties. So go get you a guy in the gut that can do some stuff, man. Javon Kinlaw, South Carolina. Moving on to number nineteen. I could have sworn they just picked. Yeah. Got interrupted again. Damn, moms. Anyways, y'all, back to the podcast. So at 19, Raiders. Now, I looked at this. You know, I like Tyrell Williams. Shout out to Troy again. I like the acquisition. But personally, I think you guys are going receiver. So I think you guys are going to select wide receiver T. Higgins. Now, you got your running back. You got your tight end. And I just had you guys select. I wanted. I was tempted to go Jordan Love, honestly, but I think right now at this point it makes the most sense. Let's get your receiver, man. Get you some targets your boys can throw to. Obviously, Marcus Mariota's joining the he's joining the band. You know, Derek Carr didn't have a last year. He'd have a bad last year, but we all know at this point. Derek Carr regressed. He was ascending towards being a league quarterback, and he just, things went downhill, man. But he's still, like, an average quarterback. So, he's, he's average, above average. I ain't going to sell him that short. But, at the end of the day, I think T. Higgins is going to be their guy, man. Gruden likes his Alabama and Clemson players as obvious as day. So, I think he's going to go ahead and get T. Higgins. Neither of them are the receiver. I mean, you go get a linebacker. eh. eh. I just get the receiver. So, T. Higgins, wide receiver, Clemson. Moving on to number 20, Jacksonville. This is the pick from the Los Angeles Rams. I think they go Jordan Epinesa. rusher from the University of Iowa. The reason why I say this, I know they got Buddy. the drafted from Florida in the gut. I know they got Josh Allen. I had them picking C.J. Henderson earlier. Continue to build that defense. Keep building it. Keep building it. And whoever rises from the crop, y'all going to get paid. That's how it works. It's called competition. Continue to stack that defense. Build it back up. I don't think y'all ever get back to that level you guys were you know, a few years back when it was Saxonville. But build the defense. Do what you can. Help out your young QB and Minshew and go from there. Moving on to number 21, shout out to my boy Chris, I know he's listening to this podcast, I don't know if he's listened all the way, but I appreciate if you did, man, even though I don't get paid for none of this, but nonetheless, it's good to hear feedback, so shout out to my guy, man, so at 21, we had talked about this when we were doing our 2K drafts, personally, I think There's no corner I would select, although you guys could call corner. Even with getting slay, you can never have enough corners, man. You need guys that can cover. But at this point, I think Justin Jefferson makes the most sense. I know New Orleans Saints fans are freaking pissed off. He's two picks away. Hell, I wish he could be one more pick away with that uh, trade from uh, Trevon Diggs. But I got a I got a surprise for my own my myself. You know, twenty two. Couldn't have done better, but I think at twenty one, I think Justin Jefferson makes the most sense. I think outside of, I think outside of Jerry Judy, I think he's probably the next maybe top three route runners in this draft. I like him that much, and I don't think last year was a fluke, man. He was this dude. If you watch the tape, man, this dude was beating up on corners right on the regular. So, with that being said. Justin Jefferson, wide receiver, LSU. Move on to 2022. The Trayvon Diggs trade. A.K.A. somehow we're still paying Kirk Cousins franchise money. It's crazy. Crazy. It's crazy how one one deal can alter the fate of your franchise. We was good. We was good with Case Keenum, bro. Out there rocking that number seven, Randall Cunningham, baby. Yeah. it was. We was good. We was good. I said the whole time, resign Keenum. Diggs likes him, I'm sure. Dillon loves him. <laughs> he got on because of him. And do your thing. And go try to, you know, build up on the line. Go build up. Go get some guys on defense. I'm sure we probably could have got Rhodes out of there once he started getting hurt. We probably could have got some other guys. Anthony Harris developed to a good safety. Eric Kendricks turns all pro. Daniel Hunter's all pro level. He still gets snubbed. Recognition wise, it would have been good. Mike Hughes. Who who, who knows? Mike Hughes probably would have never torn his ACL. And I think that year, he was gunning for defensive rookie of the year. He was, He had a hot start to his rookie year. Then he tore his ACL. But in hindsight, it is what it is. The Vikings are cursed. So. I can't, I can't continue to hold on to pain, no longer as a fan. So it is what it is, y'all. But at this election, after more and more looking at the tape, and like I said, shout out to my boy Chris because he is a TCU Horn Frog alumni. The more and more I'm watching and especially I had to, I, I was able to go look at his All Twenty Two tape versus Ohio State two years ago. AKA, they had some first round DBs last year, but I'm not I'm not gonna put out their names. I got wide receiver Jalen Rieger. Now, his tape his tape shows his tape really tells me 44 four, 2 44 four flat. Maybe he's probably just faster than 100. AKA he has better long speed. But at the combine he ran 447. Now, when I was watching his tape, I didn't see 447. I saw a guy that was closer to 4-4, and I'm not trying to hype him because I got him in the mock draft, although I don't think this will be the selection where he goes in real life. But Jalen Regan makes a lot of sense, obviously, freaking lose Trayvon Diggs. You need someone opposite of Adam Thielen, because Adam Thielen's shown he's, you know, he's going through injury issues right now. So, I got Jalen Regan right now, man, so... I wouldn't be mad if that comes for tuition. I for sure, absolutely, without a doubt, do not want LaVisca Chenault. For anyone that has that in the back of their heads listening to this podcast, no, we already had Cordell Patterson. Do not need another returner. I'm I'm good drafting returners. I'm I'm good. Um, we can go in a different direction. Moving on, to number twenty three, the New England Patriots, and probably the most mysterious selection in the whole draft. A lot of people will not see this coming with me, but I think this kind of makes sense, and I think this guy might may end up playing this year too. Who knows? I got them taking quarterback Justin Love. Excuse me, Jordan Love. <laughs> sound like an idiot, Justin Love. I think, I think, I think they're gonna take Jordan Love. If we're just going off the premise that New England never leaks information re- until recently with this whole Tom Brady thing and Deflategate and Spygate. Did I miss any more gates? Anyways, you get the point. So I think they're gonna take Jordan Love. Now, off of just like skills, it's probably the most talented QB in the draft. The arm, the legs, I mean. He's shiftier than Herbert. He's shiftier than he's 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 shiftier than Joe Burrows. His arm. His arm, I don't think is stronger than Justin Herbert. Because I saw him phone some stuff at the combine. And I was like, yo, at Oregon, I did not see this arm. But, um, you know, I think Jordan Love makes a lot of sense. Belichick, he hasn't really said anything. There was there's, there's word that they might move up. I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it. But at the same time, that would show a different side of Belichick. And I hate to, word, to use the word desperate. But, I mean... Why have not they signed James Winston? Why have they signed Cam Newton? If that's the case, so sometimes without making any any action, you can kind of see things that are already written on the wall. So I think Jordan Love at twenty three is right here, man. I think this is it. So gear up, y'all. NFL draft, even though it's gonna be through the, uh, it's gonna be through the web, it's gonna be lit. Moving on to none other than the. Team that I hate the most in the NFL because they robbed us of a Super Bowl appearance. The New Orleans Saints, the 504 Gangsters, the New Orleans Soldiers. Now, Justin Jefferson at here would be, that would be just downright unfair, man. Mike Thomas, Justin Jefferson, Alvin Kamara. Although I think they need to add another back because I don't think Kamara is quite ready for that full-time role yet. Not saying that he wouldn't be ever ready for. I just think he might just be, his body might just be cool with two fifty touches from scrimmage a year that might just do him good, you know. So, with that being said, at twenty four, I got them selecting Patrick Queen linebacker from LSU. Keep it, keep it in state, man. They could use another linebacker for coverage. I mean, oh, linebackers got to be able to cover, man. You got to have some fast dudes on there. So you ran 4-5 at the combine. It's not a slow poke. You can't come from LSU being slow. So I think it helps them on there. They already had drafted uh, Marcus Davenport, and then they already have Cam Jordan holding it down on the other side. Ken Law's gone. I think this may be a little too high for uh, Ross Blaylock. Although he could. I mean, if he works out and he becomes all pro, then in hindsight, he should have been drafted higher. But, you know, sometimes being in the right situation is uh, is good for you. So I think at this point, Patrick Queen linebacker, LSU. At 25, Minnesota Vikings. So seeing how, once again, I don't want to get into a deep rant about it. We overpaid Kirk Cousins again. <sighs> We might as well try to protect them. So right here, I got Josh Jones, offensive tackle from the University of Houston. Might as well invest in people that can protect them. I think over time, our O-line, our O-line's soft. They're okay, but they're soft. We got bamboozled by San Fran. That's basically how we lost the game. We couldn't capitalize off Jimmy G, you know, being Jimmy G. I don't really think the Niners are that much better than us. Sherman couldn't cover Diggs or Thielen, in my opinion. But, you know, everything's about timing. So I think Josh Jones' offensive tackle from right here is good. At the end of the day, I think I sleep a little better at night knowing that we made two decent selections if this was my mock draft for the Vikings. But it doesn't always work that way. Moving on to 26, the Miami selection with the Houston Texans. Byway of the Eastern Texans, excuse me, from the Laramie Tunzel trade. 26. I was really tempted to go receiver. But then I'm like, you know, Mike, if you're really the GM. And, you know, you say you're the GM, you got your GM hat on. What would you do here? And I said, you know what? I said, Rashad Jones hasn't been who he has been lately. And it, like I said, I these guys hear my podcast and they can get on my head. That's cool. I get feedback. I play football. I know the sport. I know the game. Draft young. Go young. I think Grand Delpit can learn a lot from Rashad Jones right here, man. I got them taking Grand Delpit at safety at LSU. Now, I know on tape. Especially just watching live games. Like, I've seen a lot of times, like, damn, man, Grand Dope was out of position. You know, taking bad angles, missing tackles. It happens. We're football players. We make mistakes. But I think right here, I think this makes a lot of sense for him. I think he can learn from a veteran that can take his game to where it should be. And for all those people, Rashad Jones was a solid, solid player. He's still on the team. I don't make something, like, you know, this guy's Adrian Wilson. just washed up. But... I think this would be a good spot for him, for sure, man. So I got Grant Delpit, safety, LSU, Tigers. You know what it is. Moving on to number 27, Seattle Seahawks. I got this guy here, not only because, you know, they need rushers, but because of the situation with Javion Clowney and the uncertainty regarding what where he's going to end up. Nash, is your boy right here. Just number 99 from the Penn State. Nittany Lions, I got them taking Buddy from Africa. Yatoro Gross Matos. Now me and me and my brother, we we both agreed on this because we're both watching a film on him, and he didn't really like. He didn't really stand out. First first round selection wise, but then you know I watched a little more tape from him playing some of the some of these other old linemen that they were already mentioned up here. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, this guy is a uh, this guy's actually not that bad. He's decent. So I got them taking him up here. I mean, he's the only guy, I think, at this point that warrants his selection on the edge. So I got them taking it to gross my toes. 28. Luxury pick. You already trade. You already get Michael Brockers. You get Clays Campbell. That defense, I don't think they need to make too much improvement. I think that game versus Titans was a fluke. Um, There's a, there a lot of situations in that game from the Ravens' standpoint that I felt that You know, not only was it detrimental from them, you know, not playing their guys the last week. You know, obviously you have Mark Ingram not being healthy, so that takes away from it. I think at 28, I think he'll get DeAndre Swift. I think he got DeAndre Swift, man. Mark Ingram's 30. He ain't going to be around forever, man. Go get your running back. I would. He could help pass catching he can help running. He's physical enough to run between the tackles. He knows, he's not a small guy. Maybe on the shorter side, but he's not a small guy. So Go get your running back, man. You better go get Lamar these these toys. You better go and get him these. these. And listen, go get you the best running back in the draft. I would. I wouldn't be mad at Minnesota getting uh, DeAndre Swift. Dalvin Cook, He he's showing me he can't carry the whole load without getting banged up. So, I've got DeAndre Swift, University of Georgia, running back university, RBU. Moving on to number 29, Tennessee Titans. Obviously, they uh, transition tag Derrick Henry, so I think they're going to get some type of deal done. They threw the house. They threw the house at uh, Ryan Tannehill, who revitalized his career. So I think you're right here. They go linebacker Kenneth Murray, man. They got a solid defense, O-lines. Eh, I, hold on. I think they lost. They should go old line here. Now nah, we're going to stay with it because I don't feel like going back through this. So I think they're going to take Kenneth Murray, linebacker from University of Oklahoma. Guess I can run and cover and hit. Those guys fit. Moving on to number 30. Aaron Rodgers needs help receiver-wise. We uh, I think this might be a league record right here. I got six receivers drafted in the first round so right here i think i'm gonna have them take another one right here man now this guy i think makes a lot more sense for the packers because they need more playmakers you can't just get things done with josh jones and devontae adams and think you know everything's gonna work it out but of course the draft goes different i can see them taking Jalen rieger i could possibly see them sit- taking t higgins so right here i think they're gonna take lavisia Chenault. reminds me of Cordell patterson big body receiver 6'2, 220. I think he should come down to 210. It'll probably help him out in the long run on, the, on those knees, especially. They ain't even a, guy, a playmaker to help Rodgers out, man. You can't keep taking these receivers in the mid round thinking you're going to get a freaking a James Jones, uh, you know, a Greg Jennings, you know, a Jordy Nelson. You, you can't keep doing that. You gotta get 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 the talent while it's there, man. Go ahead, y'all built y'all defense. Yeah, so this is the runner-up selection. So right here, I got them taking Ross Blaylock. Lock. They gonna need somebody to not replace them, but they gonna need somebody to give that added that added value for you know trading away with one of the best def- defensive linemen. You need to create depth. I said value. Excuse me on that. You need to create more depth and more pressure, so therefore, Ross lock. defensive lineman from TCU, I know my boy Chris is about to love this next pick too, because that's going to be three Horn Frogs in the first round, but well, this is my mock draft, so all this is up in the air, so with that being said, with the last selection in the first round, I wanted him to take DeAndre Swift, but I think Andy Reid has a great eye, obviously, for selecting talent, <laughs> being Patrick Mahomes, but... I think right here they need a corner. I wanted to go Jalen Johnson. I I wouldn't I wouldn't mind them going that route because I know these guys. He's a little bigger. I think. Not I think. Excuse me. He's a little bigger. So I think at this point, I think he goes Jeff Gladney, corner from from TCU. The reason I gave him that advantage was because they damn near passed the ball 500 times <laughs> for 500 yards every game. They may or may not I may be throwing a little bit of. I may be throwing a little extras on it, but we all know in the, in the Big 12, they they winging it. So go get a guy, man. I mean, he went up against Joe Regan in practice. Obviously, he held his own, to be mentioned up here within the top prospects. So go get y'all another corner, ask more depth. You know, let them veterans groom him. He's going to get his time. Corners ain't in and out all the time anyways. So, you know, I, y'all don't draft another receiver. Y'all receivers is all coming back. Running backs should all be there besides probably Shady. Maybe you go online, but nah. that's why those guys get paid the big bucks to go ahead and scout. But me personally, I think it makes the most sense to go ahead and pick up, you know, so Jeff Gladney's is going to end up my mock draft. So, so far, guys, just to wrap things up. So I had four QBs, one running back, although I do think Jonathan Taylor's the running back from Wisconsin is a first round talent. But I think he's going to end up in the second round. So I got four QBs, one running back. I got three linebackers, two, excuse me, three defensive tackles. <laughs> this is a, no, I had, they had three linebackers. And I had a crazy amount of receivers. One, two, three. Four, five, six. I have seven receivers. And then I had about one, two, three edge rushers, four offensive linemen. And then I had three cornerbacks. Yeah, so it sounds about right. And then two safeties. Yep, there we go. All right, guys. Oh, five outs of the linemen. Actually, yeah, I think it was actually five linemen. Either four or five. Yeah, so that's it, y'all. So was my mock draft, man, with no trades? It's tough, man. Whew. But I think actually the easier part of it is actually scouting in in, law, in game and getting more film. Because um, I really... Most of these guys, I was able to watch their season for the most part. Some of these guys, I had to just kind of go up and do my homework and see what would make the most sense for a team. Um, NFL teams will never admit it, but they'd always get things right. Fans see things better sometimes than... You know, organizations. Like, as you hear my my children turning Super Saiyan in the background. Excuse them for being inconsiderate. But at the same time, you know, sometimes, you know, as ex-players, they're able to see talent, evaluate talent. And it makes the most sense, I think, if they just pick these guys. But we'll see how things go, man. Like I said, the draft's going to end up next week. Um, yeah. Draft's coming up. So, that being said, y'all, thanks for listening to this podcast. I appreciate it. It's a lot of hard work that went into this. I love watching film, though, so that was the easy part. So, that wasn't nothing to me. With that being said, y'all, take it easy. Shout-out to my boy Marcus Packers. Shout-out to my boy Mr. Bennett Falcons. My boy uh, Chris Eagles. My boy Andy B. Panthers. Shout-out to uh my boy... Sean, I don't know. If, I don't know. If, Sean, I don't even know if you ever even listen to my podcast. I'm gonna shout you out anyways for being, being the most uh decent runner ups. You know, shout out to my boy Sean. He's a Niners fan. Shout out to myself, of course, Vikings. Shout out to my boy Chris. Shout out to my boy uh, Devonte Raiders. Shout out to my boy Fred 2 Raiders. Um, I think that's about it. So with that being said, y'all take it easy. One love. Oh, yeah, shout-out to my boy Pota, too. Shout-out my boy Pota. He's an Eagles fan, too. I can't forget about Pota, man. And King Luis, man. King Luis, I didn't forget about you. Uh, Uncle Jay, happy birthday to you, by the way. One love. Appreciate everything. You know, I know you a Saints fan, so, you know, you owe me a Super Bowl at the end of the game. So, with that being said, peace.